But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. All right, we're back here on 88.3 WHD's After Further Review with David the Man of God Harris. Just got done talking about the NCA tournament, March Madness. You know, you make a mistake, you should get fired. It was kind of what I learned from that. But David... A little bit about something a little bit more serious in the NBA where these type of things could happen can really get you, you know, fired. Go ahead. Yeah, John, it's a big kind of conversation we haven't had a chance to talk about. John Morant and the incident in the, in the nightclub, which for a couple of different reasons has taken basketball world by storm and people have commentated uh, partially to denigrate, at least from what I've noticed, denigrate and degradate. John Moran's character as a human being, but then also create this, bring up this conversation about public image and being a public figure in light of social media where everyone has cameras, images, and people are quick to, um, if they see something, boom, it's going on social media, especially if you are in public. And as I was thinking about it and then listening and being appreciative of John Moran's sit-down with Jalen Rose, uh, really appreciating the perspective of guys like Jalen Rose, Steven Jackson, who have had issues while in the NBA, kind of that have been played out in the public eye, have had their bouts with maintaining their image of who they are versus who they want to be in, to fit in with groups, camaraderies, kind of their buddy buddies. And just keeping it real that, and kind of this is a life lesson that Josh's probably learning now, kind of it's, it's easier to fit in than it is to be yourself. And I think fitting in is always going to lead to consequences if that's not who you are. And through this maturity, accountability, learning, I think it's going to help John Moran, but I hope it also shines a light just for kind of any public figures, particularly in the NBA, like just, it's all about who's in your circle and who's around you. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that can lead to bad. And I think for John Morant and stories that Jalen Rosa shared, Stephen Jackson has shared, it's those times when it gets you into trouble with the league that costs you, you know, games played, suspended, the team says now they're doing a new policy. 
of leaving the city immediately for, for road games to avoid things like this. It creates all of these other unintended consequences because you were trying to kind of party, have fun, the whole gun thing. Like, it creates this persona that you're trying to put out that from what everyone was saying, it's like, damn, that's not you. And do I look at it as part of, well, if the club doesn't release those videos and photos, are we even talking about this? Yes. So there is some of that, but then, you know, when you're a public figure, you have to know that the cameras are always on and everything that you do is going to be magnified, put on social media and analyzed and picked with a fine-tooth comb 10 billion times over before you even get a chance to walk out of said club. Like, the stories, your story's already been written about you even, bef- even before what you're doing is over. So, yeah, just... I hope this hope this is a maturity lesson he learns, grows from this, and figures out who in his inner circle, who around him can be those mentors, supporters, to kind of help him grow so that he can be the beloved figure that everyone has come to love him in Memphis and around the league just because of his, you know, his youthful vibrancy and energy that he brings in a positive way. Well, I, I I guess now this now the stuff that he did could possibly get you fired. I, I I think sometimes everything doesn't need to be filmed, and I don't know what's really going on with him. I do think though that he's young, and I get that, but I don't understand what's the fascination with the gangster culture. It's not for everybody. And if you really met some real ones, they would tell you that it's not for everybody and it's not a life to live. And for a lot of those guys that have to live their life, they have to live that out of necessity. It could be a, a, a numerous of reasons. But I think that we live in a society that has made it into entertainment and it's it's sad. It really is. He, you know, back in the day, you know, if you were a hooper, you were a hooper. The guys in the street used to tell you, no, don't live this life out here. You go hoop. But now the, the gangbangers want to be the hoopers and the hoopers want to be the gangbangers. It, it, it's just the blurred, blurred lines. And like I said, everybody, like they say, you know, everybody's not about that life. Everybody's not being about being a pro basketball player, let alone being a gangster. And I think that that's one thing that John Morant is going to learn in this is that you got to stop doing that. It's not cool. A lot of the stuff that's been going on, I thought was very troubling. Like his dad, you know, his dad's a nice guy. And, and, but, but the thing is coming to the game, here's my thing. Now you may or may not agree with me. If you're not the athlete, come to the game shut up and watch stop trying to be part of the action i kind of thought that was kind of disturbing uh with his dad i know somebody made said something to his dad about hey man just just be a clean-cut guy and just sit down and you know i just thought that it started becoming like a circus and that's what it's becoming and now it has spiraled out of control where you could possibly lose your career over some some stupidity 
because you're trying to act like somebody that you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, you were you were seen in a back gym. Luckily, you got that luck. I mean, the opportunity to be in the league, the opportunity to even play Division One basketball is slim and few. And now you're going to throw it all away because of what you see on television on, from entertainment factors. Heck, most of the people that, if you really look at it, tell those stories from a lens of seeing somebody else. Very few of the guys that really live that life don't really live to tell about it. Well, don't rap about it. And even if they do, they'll even tell you it's miserable. So why would you want to do something like that? that that's the things that I just now maybe that's coming from a guy that's older. You know, I'm not in, in my 20s, but I, I, I especially think, especially in the African-American culture, you know, it's it's disturbing. And, and when I was growing up, I think this culture is really pushed. I think that. As far as African Americans are, are, are concerned, especially um, in our culture, it's it's it, things that are put. It's always something negatively pushed that is the norm when that is not the case. There's a lot of African Americans that come from two parent homes. A lot of African Americans are doctors and lawyers or successful business entrepreneurs, but you don't really see that. In the overall entertainment, it's always about getting it out the mud or I, I was this and I was that. Or Deion Sanders had to go out and tell his son, like, you're a trust fund baby. I mean, who wants to always struggle? You know, it, it's a great story if you struggle and you made it out of there. But the, the, the main goal is to, to live a comfortable life. And it's not always about to be about material things. And I know other cultures, some of their culture is based on material things. And I think that's kind of sad. And it's not just the African-American community, but it usually it's a lot of minority communities where they judge their life and happiness on material wealth instead of really spiritual wealth. They, they judge it on that. And if they don't have the clothes, the cologne, the perfumes, or the cars, or whatever, or the house. They just think, don't think they're very successful. And I think, you know, sometimes you got to change your way in life about that. But like I said, you know, and from the from the get go, and, and some people talk about it this in the NBA that, you know, maybe they need to have more vets in the locker rooms because you got you got the the kids need guidance. If he probably had a vet in the locker room and been in the league would tell him that you need, don't need to be doing this but at the end of the day. You're nothing but you're bringing nothing but trouble to yourself. You're bringing nothing but headaches to yourself. You're bringing these investigations. Just taking more money out of your pocket, to be quite honest with you. If you want to play gangster, I'll tell you what. It's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot of money out of your pockets. And I think that's the warning that he needs to get. Just stop doing that. You know, and like I tell people, when I was growing up, a lot of people I, I went to, one of my, the junior high I went to was predominantly white. And people thought that the Cosby show was fake. So why do you think it's fake? And a lot of them would say, well, you know, a lot of black people, they don't, they don't come from two parent homes or their dad's a doctor. I said, no, that's possible. You know, I've seen people that have had doctors for dads or moms or teachers or some of some now majority of them probably had at the time, you know, my age, some of them were living or were working at manufacturing places and making good money at the time, you know, making six figures working at GM or Ford. But still, you know, you can still do that. And I really think that I wish that 
we would kind of separate ourselves from that. Now that's still part of our culture, but it's the same thing in any uh, different ethnic groups. You're going to have your good, your bad, your stereotypes, your poor, your middle class, your rich. But it always seems like when it comes to the the black or the African American community, it's always negative stuff that comes out. And it, and, it, and to me, that's just the sad part. Yeah, and, and kind of it's a larger kind of cultural thing just because, like you said, kind of in kind of in the black African-American community, it's either you can be a shooter or a shooter. You can either shoot the basketball or you can shoot a gun. Like those are the two that are kind of glorified, not just within kind of community culture, but, you know, deeper thing, music, and kind of that's what the driving mentality is instead of the the quote unquote traditional success stories like the you know, the doctor, the lawyer, kind of trying to match and mesh what is seen on TV versus what is actually lived out kind of in the real world. And I think, yeah, John Morant is trying to be someone that he's not. He's trying to develop this like street cred. Yeah. yeah. And like it was even said kind of in the early days when the video was released, like people were saying, Fam, you're in Memphis. Like that kind of stuff will get you killed. Mm-hmm. If, if you're it's in very the violent, it's very, it's very violent in Memphis. Memphis is, is a violent like, city. Like so, trying to fit, like trying to, like it's not just about losing your job. You could lose your life, and that's hundred percent real. And so, I think for for Jaw, it's trying to kind of can you change who's in your circle? Is that kind of having a you know, sit down with your dad and be like, look, look, Pops, I love you, but you're not contributing to where I need to be, where I want to be in terms of being a positive role model influence. Is it kind of going to either veterans, you know, former players, retired players that have been through these kind of things like a Jalen Rose or even talking to guys who played in Memphis, thinking about Zach Randolph? Like, he's in the league, and then with all the stuff off the court, kind of trying to, like, with the street images. Like, there are people that he can go to that can help steer him in the right direction. And it's been said, talked about, that, you know, the maturity was the biggest issue for John Morant. I mean, he's, you can say that he's young, but it also seems like kind of, this is really the first time that we're seeing in the public eye something this wow, and it's because it was put on camera. Now, do we know that he's done this before? No. But do I think just from the John Morant that we saw from his time at Murray State through the league, kind of his his success story kind of going from, you know, not the five-star recruit that everyone loved to now face a franchise in Memphis, like, you got up out of the mud, man. Like, yes, you were part of a successful AAU team. You had the success in college. Like, what, other than fitting in and being popular and raising your credibility with God knows who, like, why? Why, why are you, you know, waving a gun around? Like, what, what value is it for you right. to do that? Right, like, like well, here's the thing here, you know, Cameron telling T. Moran, you got to start being more, more father figure. The sunglasses, the wilding out, trying to fight Shannon Sharp, having look like a contest with Usher. 
I understand you're the new age dad, but this is a little too cool. Team Morant, we have to set a better example. Yeah. And and hopefully hopefully some some of the older veterans along with talk to with John Moran, talk to, yeah, talk to his dad. Like like you need to it starts with you. Like if you can pour into your son, then that's gonna make a world of difference. But if you're out here wilding out kind of doing crazy, like you're you're hurting. Right. And I, I understand it's identity thing. It's it's a it's a transformation from, you know, being a young man to a professional adult. And, and you know, you, you now people, you can give people all the advice you want. Sometimes it's it's up to them to take the advice. And you know, sometimes they don't run with it. Sometimes you just have to let people just take the knocks on their head. You know, sometimes people just don't just learn from experience. You you, know, you try to guide them in the right direction so they don't get you know, go through the same, you know, pain that someone that you went through. So you try to say, Hey, you know, this is what I went through. You know, you know, I don't want to see that for you, blah, 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 blah. But then again, sometimes people got to go through that personal experience and get that knock on their head for them to learn. And I think that's one of the situations here with, with John Moran, actually. Um, you know, like I said, I hope I wish him for the best. I hope he learned from it and everything. Um, so, but you got it. Like I said, you're, you're a professional basketball player now. And I think that, you know, you, you got to start acting like one and, and enjoying uh, things. Um, I believe, you know, enjoying the better things in life and putting away that other stuff and letting people that live that life, let them live that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and find better, hopefully this opportunity kind of, doing all the places that, you know, the rehab and care is really doing that introspection. Hopefully he can start to find people who can help be, you know, that positive affirmation. If it, again, if it's current players in the locker room that are older, because there, there are a lot of older guys in the locker room that should be able to pour into them. I mean, 10,000 people in Memphis that are community leaders, I'm sure that can be like, hey, let me sit, let me sit you down, young brother, a young blood, and just you know, let me just talk to you for a minute. But yeah, it, it's going to take a community to kind of keep him in this positive direction. But ultimately, he's got to want to do it. And it seems like he's um, he's going in that direction mm-hmm. of wanting to turn this around. I guess I wish him the best of luck. Final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Social social media sucks because yeah. Every, well, we just, have just we remember, think about it, we've yeah. talked about this. It's the cesspool of nobody's trying to be somebody's. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, every there's always a camera. There's always someone with a phone, kind of watching your every move. So you just you just gotta know how to. First of all, you just gotta be aware of your surroundings. If you want to party, sure, but just know that anytime. A public figure is in a place that is, quote-unquote, not a good place to be, whether it's a club, nightclub, you know, whatever. Someone's going to have their phone out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. But I think right now it's to the point where be careful what you post or stay away from social media. Yeah. 
And also to the nightclub, you you didn't have to put his business out there. If he wanted to have fun in the club, great. The gun part, okay, we can get that. But he's having fun. He's just having a lap dance after a game. It's, come on. Yeah. Right. And actually, two days ago, it's kind of crazy. We're talking about the NCAA. C.J. McCollum beat um, Duke, who was a – they were a 15 seed over a number two seed. And that was 11 years ago. So that was back in 2012. And then eventually Duke won in, what, 2015? So – all you Purdue fans out there, it happens to everybody year in and year out, and you probably could be national champs next season. I just wanted to put that out there. Or lose to Monmouth, another team from New Jersey. Right, that's yeah, true. Just never <laughs> Always got to stick it to him with that hate, huh? Uh, I mean, it's, it's March Madness, and hey, it's been three years. Double-digit seeds. Sometimes streaks are good, sometimes streaks are bad. They're just on a hot just on one of those bad hot streets. Right. We're coming out with the last segment. Get into some winners and losers for the NFL offseason. Listen to 88.3 WCTs after further review. You can catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to tease after further review with picture of Frank Bash and the horse's head. And we'll return last segment here coming up.